All right, so today we're going to talk about foundations of a successful family of faith, and I'm here with my friend Josh Reynolds. He's a college pastor in Bloomington, and I'll let Josh introduce himself. Hey, everybody. Uh, I am earning this beautiful haircut with four daughters, ranging from a sophomore in high school down to a second grader, with two more stacked in between. So thankfully, uh, Laura has stuck with me for up till now, 18 years. So we're doing well, loving life in Bloomington. So with all those... All those credentials, I think you, you probably have a lot of different ways, different um, of your own ideas. You have a lot of experience on different things that work to help I, that your family. That means I've failed a lot. Well, true. <laughs> that is what experience can be sometimes. Uh, I know talking to you that there are some cool things that I, I think people would like to hear about yeah. building up their family. So yeah. what are your thoughts on that? So uh, one of the questions that Gabe threw my way was, what is it like to think about... Um, thinking back on as our girls were young and what did we do to really anchor and build firm foundation for who they're becoming now. Uh, and the proof is in the pudding as our, as our high schoolers navigating culture and her world. Um, and so one of the, the primary first places that we have to start is, is you as parents must know who God is. And, and that is all about framing yourself in his eyes. And once I know how God sees me, then by by way of transfer, I know exactly how God sees my children. Right. And so that is the most peaceful place to be if I know God's love for me is the exact same as his for my children. Then I get to have uh, peace and and it takes some of the pressure off to get everything right. Right, because um, as, a, as a church, as as just us taking interest in you as and and, and parents, you know, in, in, in this area, um, we know that we can't expect you to lead kids somewhere you're not yourself. Yeah, and and we know that if you do, it's gonna come off uh, different to them. So like kids can tell, um, kids will be able to tell. Me working in youth ministry, I can tell when I tell them to do something and they know I'm not doing it. They're like, wait, that doesn't. That doesn't make sense. Well, that's that's so let's go super practical. Lots of times we talk philosophically first, but here's here's practical tip number 1. You your children will model you. Mm-hmm. And that is parents are the number one spiritual influence right. on their kids. And so whatever you model at home when no one else is looking, they will watch and ultimately especially in a uh, with a young family, they will model. And we know this is true because uh, how many of your young kids want to use the phone because they see you use the phone? Right. They want to dress up for work. That why do why do girls want to do their hair and put on the earrings? It's because they watch their mom dress right. up and put on the earrings. And so whatever is modeled. Why do kids wear IU shirts when they have no idea <laughs> right. what basketball is because dad's wearing the exactly, IU shirt? Exactly. Exactly. And so the very first most practical thing for raising a family of faith is to be modeling a life of faith. One of my gifts is uh, be as a pastor. I just I love the Bible and storytelling, and so uh, age appropriate reading of right. of the Bible uh, is 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 the second mm-hmm. most tactical prime foundation. And now here's the crazy thing. You have to find the appropriate, uh, I've got the action Bible. It's a comic book. And my fifth grader, her name is Rosie. Right now she is, has been reading through the action Bible multiple times. How old is she? 
Uh, she's fifth grade fifth, now. Okay. Yeah, so I, turning I, 11. I read that in high school. I feel, <laughs> I feel a little inadequate right now. <laughs> Which is completely different than my sophomore, mm-hmm. who is um, finding out uh, all of the details that they don't teach her in youth group mm-hmm. as she reads the the big text for herself and my second grader just has a fascination with Moses and right. and so there's this reality that we only read stories that are age appropriate in the appropriate way and so my encouragement to very tactically is as your kid grows into the different levels find the bible that fits them and then don't lose uh patience and right. don't become irritated with repeating and retelling the stories. So let me give a third incredibly practical tip, and that is to learn to tell the stories, not just read them. And so all of a sudden, when you commit and are, are modeling what faith looks like, and then you're reading stories together, all of a sudden, you begin to have dialogue about the story, and that's where faith comes alive. Right. Because if your child can retell the story in tandem with you, all of a sudden, it's his or it's hers. Mm-hmm. And that is when faith really anchors in them.